You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. Before we get into today's episode, here's a quick shout out to Printful, our sponsor. With Printful, you can create your brand, put your designs on custom products, and make a lasting impression. Find the right way to showcase your designs in their catalog of over 290 high quality products, from apparel and accessories to home and living items and so much more. Just connect your store, design your pieces, and Printful will automatically print and ship them to your customers as soon as they place an order. You can experiment with new designs and products quickly and without having to stock up on inventory, which saves valuable time and money. There are no order minimums, so you won't get stuck with unsold products and you only pay when you order. Get started today at printful.com. So as you know, this is partner week on the show. And today I'm excited to be here with Phil Splendorio and Josh Baer of AMB Interactive. So AMB was founded by D2C entrepreneurs and they're focused on performance, email, and SMS services for clients. So Phil, Josh, welcome to the show. Super excited to have you here. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah. And actually, this is amazing because Josh and I first connected, even though we've never met live until today, when he was over at uh, Jack Threads and they became privy customers. So it's been about four years now. Uh, and thank you for your loyalty over the years. Long time in the making of having this conversation. For sure. <laughs> so give us the overview on, on AMB. When do you start and what do you guys focus on? So it's been on and off for a few years where I was doing some side consulting. And then Phil and I met at a conference back in 2018. You know, we became friendly. We started talking. And I think I knew within two weeks of meeting Phil, I said, you know, Phil, at one point, we're going to do something together. I just don't know when, how that works, right? He's owner, operator of, of a business at the time. So we just, you know, stayed in touch you know, exchanged, you know, what we were doing, what's working, what's not working. And I would say over the course of the last few months, I'd say six, seven months ago, you know, we just spoke and, you know, over the last few months, we've kind of really taken off into uh, where we are now. It's awesome. True, true operators. So Phil, can you give us like a, a quick overview of, of Spreza? Because I, I feel like I've heard of that. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We got into the subscription space back in end of 2013, early 2014. Great place to be. We launched, I actually had an Instagram account that was focused towards menswear, wanted to monetize that. So I partnered up with a few people and we built out Sprezabox, which was menswear accessories, subscription in the good old days and started with influencer marketing and then Facebook ads and then built out our, our email and so on and so forth. Over several years, got it up to about 42,000 subscribers every month. Really, really fun business. So really cool. And I, I was mostly focused on, um, I was CEO, CMO, but really more of a, a marketing role, I would say. And then, yeah, that's sort of how Josh and I uh, were running in the same circles. And sure enough, we hit it off. And here we are today. Amazing. I should say, I love all our partners equally. But I think there's something really unique about two former actual brand operators starting an agency. Uh, I think that that probably sets you up to be pretty different um, from from most out there. So, you know, is there like a focus type of brand that, that AMB is working with? 
So we really niche down into subscription a lot, uh, obviously with Phil's background and his knowledge. And then from my prior knowledge of working in fashion, so we work on fashion streetwear, you know, swimwear and a lot of other places. So, you know, a lot in the fashion area and then into subscription businesses with Phil's expertise. Amazing to have the background. I think there's just so much credibility there. It's also cool, Josh, that, that you've been using Privy at these brands for for a while now. So let's talk about like the growth playbook, if there is such a thing, like the strategy from paid through email and SMS. I would love to have a sense of like, if you actually have a philosophy and standardize some of those playbooks. So I would say one of the biggest ones, and again, this goes back to 2017, 2018, working with the Privy team, with, uh, with the customer success team there, you know, we were to- one of the great things that we started talking about was being able to target people based upon their abandoned cart value. So one of the most important things, especially over the last seven months for everyone in paid social is advertising, getting someone to close as quickly as possible. How do you lower your CPA fast? And, you know, what we started doing was with the ability of what Privy has with targeting, we started sending exit intent messaging based upon their card value. So to give you an example, we knew based upon our margins that if someone had over $100 in their cart, we could probably give them a little bit of a bigger discount to make that purchase rather than the normal standard. Let's say we were giving them a 10% welcome discount. We could, you know, we did some math. We said, okay, let's offer them 20%. And what we saw is a huge increase in spike in sales because we knew that they had X amount of dollars in the car. And if they're about to leave, we don't want them to leave. We want to get them back as quickly as possible. So we set up an exit intent play, offered them 20%. And we used it as also a great way to capture their email address because we would force that code to go into their email, make them open it and really grow. So, you know, some of them, we would see 75% open rates on a first email, 25% click-through rates, placed order rate, generally above 40% on average. And what we started seeing and scaling back when I started running this play over 2017-18 in growth is really allowed us to continue to fuel the funnel into paid social because we were able to close leads a lot quicker, which allowed us to spend more aggressively in the top of funnel channels. And we took a swimwear brand that I was working at. It started at a $200,000. Year one, it went to $1.1 million to almost $5 million the following year using this play. And it was just, it's just an amazing play. So this is one of the things now that as we go into brands, obviously everyone has to be very careful with how they discount, so on and so forth. And you don't want to be known as a discount brand, but you also got to be careful with how much money you're spending. How can you grow? So, you know, it's a great blend of how do you grow, especially over a certain value in your cart where you're comfortable in maybe giving a little bit of a margin. Yeah. I want to unpack that for a sec because I'm like chuckling a little bit hearing you go from like 200,000 to a million to 5 million and crediting this one play. Not that, you know, it deserves all the credit, but I think I, I want to make sure everyone understands what this is, right? So there's like, there's card abandonment emails or SMSs that are actually sent off site. But what Josh is talking about is what we at Privy we call that's a cart saver. So this is like taking a, a pop-up 
that normally would just fire to anyone who's exiting the site, exit intent, and, and actually going a step further and saying, show it to people who are exiting the site, but have a certain amount of money in the cart, right? So they're kind of further in the funnel, um, really, really high intent. And like, what's so funny to me is like, you started using that play in 2017. I think I've been talking about this since 2015. And there's still brands that aren't doing that, right? And like with the shift on iOS, I know this is uh, top of mind and focusing on capturing more customer data. Like it just feels crazy to me. And I don't know how to like get it across to everyone that they got to be implementing this stuff, but you got to be implementing this stuff, you know? Yeah, the metrics and the results speak for themselves. And even more recently, we rolled this out for two brands in October. The only time we took it down was during Black Friday, just to not, obviously didn't make sense. But again, huge results, huge lifts where we saw once this was implemented, they were able to see overall revenue growth. Now, the other thing that we're doing here that I did back previously when I was working in-house is we started tagging those customers just to ensure that the LTV of the customer would stay. And if you have a great product that people need to touch, feel, to really understand, understand the quality. This was a great way of getting people introduced to the brand. And then we started developing additional flows to ensure that we're messaging these people with specific messaging, you know, hope you're enjoying your product, love it, you know, trying to ensure that these people that are tagged come back. And we saw that the lifetime value of these customers was 50% higher than normal buyers, which was, I, I thought, interesting but it really led to that growth. So it's something that we're studying now also on on some of the newer brands. Obviously, only after a few months, we don't have enough data in to make that determination. But early results are still showing a lift over their normal customers in LTV. That's amazing. I like when you have that data, reach out to me. Let's get back on, on the podcast because I think, you know, and there's a couple of things I want to dive into, but like there there is a huge crowd in this ecosystem that is anti-discounting because of the fact, and I understand it, the the brand tarnish, sure. But you know, the the saying is that, you know, these people won't buy again, right? If they need to have a discount. So if there's real data that you're seeing on your brands, let's come back and chat about that. Absolutely. I'm a I practiced accounting for 10 years, so I'm a big into math. So, you know, super important to understand, you know, you don't want to just give away for that one-time purchase and then for them to never come back. But then the second part of that that people also fail to forget is let's say they do come to site, they add the cart, they don't purchase. Well, guess what? You're about to go spend money, whether it's Facebook, TikTok, AdWords, you're spending a ton of money to try and get them back over the next 30, 60 days anyway. And by the time you do the math on if you go from 10% to let's say 20%, you're talking about $10 if it's at a $100 mark. Would you have spent that anyway on that consumer in other channels and then more? So that's really how we try to look at it, express why it could be important to do. And LTV especially is like very important now because with all the changes with iOS and, and everything, right? It's tracking has become a lot more difficult. So the true CPAs, you know, regardless are, are harder to measure. So I think you just really have to look at LTVs at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Can I pick a bone with you about something? Yeah, sure. So you, you talk about how you prefer 
to not reveal the code on the website and send them to email. I want to hear your case, and then I want to make a, a different case to you. Food for thought. This is pre-me running just email only. So the thought process that we saw was we noticed our spam rates were going up tremendously from just receiving bad emails over and over and over again. And I knew I wanted that data quickly. So yes, is it another touch point? Does it make sense? I don't have the hard facts to give you a yes or no to say one way or the other. To your point, I've had this discussion with clients. They would say, well, wouldn't it make sense just the path of least resistance? Absolutely. You're 100% right. And, you know, the other important thing here is making it a unique code, you know, which is another wonderful thing that Privy allows. And it really being unique to that customer experience where it does actually expire after, you know, three days. We always tell people it expires in two hours. We run a sequence of emails like we, you know, allow that code to come back. So that's why having a good email is super important. And, Again, I don't have the exact metrics to say one way or another over conversion rate. So yes, your your bone to pick is accurate. Yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time. I was going to say Ben's leaning towards conversion rate. I'm yeah. sure on-site conversion. No, rate. no, I think um, I think a lot about this, and I, I just think uh, like you were saying, it's hard to you have to pay to get someone back or or hope that nurturing works, which it does in your case. Like I'm looking at your open rates that you shared; they're insane, seventy five percent. Uh, strong click through. I've never seen click throughs quite like those. So that's amazing. So it's clearly working. No, my my take was just like, you work so hard to get someone to your store. Why intentionally tell them to leave to get the coupon code? Because there's some drop off risk there. But yeah, I was just giving you a hard time. But help us like understand. So obviously, this cart saver has been a huge part of your like, your playbook. Is that the only pop-up that you run or are you doing something top of funnel too? So we run top of funnel, you know, trying to get people to the site, you know, looking at it from a standpoint of what kind of offer can we give? Doesn't always necessarily have to be discount based, but sometimes the offer, you know, we have a client now that was previously somewhere else and they had a very strong pop-up rate. Actually, the, this whole system was built by Dave Ruek uh, from 4 by 400 Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of respect for him. Right. So it's a $3 offer, which one would say, how does $3 excite anybody? But he found a way that $3 works. What we did was he was on a different platform. We switched over to Privy, made a couple of design adjustments, took it from a 7.2 to about a 10% capture rate. And, you know, wow. talking about almost a 40% lift in conversions in gaining emails, which then has now seen, he's, the customer has seen a tremendous lift in their subscriptions and again, continued growth, right? That's the, that's the name of the game for these clients. So was it really just switching the offer that you think drove the lift or? So it's a combination of switching the offer. And then the other thing is the ability of how you can remove certain pages from receiving the offer. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of unique things that you can do inside of Privy that, strangely enough, a lot of platforms don't allow you to develop these rules, which is where I think, you know, to me, Privy has always been my number one, been using it for years. And, you know, having those rules of where you can show and not show, super important. Awesome. Well, psyched to hear that for the client. That's an awesome 
uh, shared win. So yeah, thinking ahead to this year, like what sort of new strategies or shifts in strategies do you do to kind of foresee working on? SMS, right? I think, you know, it's been around for a little bit, but hot topic right now in the market. I mean, we're, you know, having conversations with all of our clients to be very active, add a little two-step process to the the entrance pop or or exit, you know, depending on the strategy. But yeah, I mean, I think that's one big initiative, you know, we're constantly, you know, thinking about very top of mind. Awesome. And for each of the businesses that you were working on, like Spreza and, and Josh, your brands that you were working on, like, did SMS even exist back then for them? It wasn't as accessible, I think, as it is now. Um, there might have might have been some things around, but it was never top of mind for us. I mean, ours was just Facebook ads, Facebook ads, Facebook ads, follow up with email. Whereas now I think, you know, Facebook, you know, there's a lot of conversation around the limitations within Facebook and the reporting concerns. So, you know, I think SMS has become a really great channel for us. And another thing that we're really focused on too is, um, you know, really great segmentation and personalization with zero party data, right? So there's, there's some opportunity there to really understand more about your client and give them more of a, a personalized experience. And you can do that with both email and SMS. And I think it's just, you know, we got to really work on nurturing the customers once you get them to the website. And hence the reason why we try so hard to get their email address, even if we have to push them offsite to come back on. I just think it's the value um, in capturing email and, and harnessing that is more important now than ever, I would say. Yeah, one of the things, you know, to piggyback off Phil that we're working on and, you know, conversation with the clients and whoever they're running paid social with is how do we create, you know, using the UTMs of where people are coming in to help tag, really help get a better sense of, right, GA isn't the right answer, you know, but where can we at least try and help a little, little bit bridge the gap? Obviously, we both have experience in paid social, paid search. So, you know, trying to use that knowledge and, you know, really help the client figure out where they can get the best bang for their buck. Awesome. Well, a lot of gold here. Amazing to hear the success that, that you've been having for clients under AMB. So if you're not familiar with AMB Interactive, check them out. We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, and awesome to just hear the, the 5X growth story through the uh, Cart Saver playbook. I love it. I love that that hasn't changed over the years. So Phil, Josh, so awesome to have you on the show. And thanks for the incredible partnership. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.